hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Heron. I come to you from the back of my Generate 700 right now on my way into work, the morning commute. But I've got a bit to share with you today. I can pull out into this traffic. So on the weekend, on Sunday, we had Shiny Side Up Bike Fest Carpety 2023, which is the first time we've been able to have a proper in-person bike fest since 2020, which is very, very exciting. And I heard over 4,000 people came through the gates, which is excellent. So firstly, thank you to you if you came along to Shiny Side Up Bike Fest. Of course, the talk series events have been happening with Shiny Side Up all over February. We're now into March. And by the time you listen to this, the last one will have been held, which is Whangarei. Now, I know what you're thinking. That was meant to be a bike fest event. But unfortunately, due to the flooding and the, you know, the bad weather, we had to wind that back from a bike fest to a talk series event. But I hit it up and we had uh, oh, about four hours, five hours of presentations from all sorts of different people. Brittany Morrow, Kevin Williams, Dave Moss, all of those people. But uh, shiny side up, since it's the first time we've been able to hold it since 2020, massive success. So uh, thank you so much to, for coming out and attending whatever event you may have attended. And we look forward to Shiny Side Up coming back for 2024. Real cool too, to catch up with uh, Jake Whitaker and young Dylan Ball doing um, some trials demonstrations at uh, Shiny Side Up Bike Fest in Carpety. Uh, one of their, one of the parts they did was, uh, was a race actually between both of them and uh, pretty even, even peggings. But very cool to see two masters of their craft battling it out of course jake i think he's eight time new zealand number one trials rider and dylan at least two times he's current new zealand number one trials rider very cool um so yeah last uh unrelated topic last time i spoke to you it was my first thoughts on the motor marini Mezzo six and a half which uh it's a cool little bike still sitting in my garage uh, as part of his involvement with Shiny Side Up, Dave Moss, Suspension Shooting Wizard, is in the country. And we got Dave to cast his eye over the CMSO. And um, I'll insert a little clip here of what he did to the bike, but uh, massive, massive improvement. Two turns of preload in on the rear shock, damping from six out to nine out. Front fork, um, 50 mil up his bottom out. Took all the preload out, which is we were at three lines showing, now we're at a lot more. And then I took all the compression out um, and reset rebound to. Got the number. Let's have a look. Five out. So it's just ready for a test ride. So, yeah, if you don't know how to, um, how to tune your suspension, highly recommend jumping on YouTube and searching out Dave Moss. We've got a bunch of videos up on the Moto NZ YouTube channel as well of his uh, time in Wellington, at least. And his massive, his massive point is just to share that knowledge, and then once you've mastered it, once you've grasped it, pay it forward. And if you don't have the technical ability to help a fellow rider tune their suspension or improve their ride or live to ride another day, then at bare minimum, point them to a video that may help them. 
share those videos with the Riding Buddies of yours. And let's all live to ride another day. So the CMSO, yeah, it's um, it, before it was quite harsh, it was quite bouncy, uh, and now it's it's yeah, it's really nice to ride, really nice, beautiful even. Still room for improvement, but um, as an example, previously riding over cat size at 100 kilometres now, you could feel every single one of them all the way up your spine. And now, you ride over a cat side 100 kilometres an hour, you don't really even feel it. It's just, you know, the suspension has give, soaks up those bumps, but keeps you connected to the road. Really nice. Really good. Um, while I was up and trying to set up bike testing carpeting, I, uh, well, at the end of the event, I went over to see what Dave Moss was up to. Really busy all day. And I walked up and he goes, Ray, where's your bike? And I went, oh, it's parked over there. He said, go get it, chop chop. So he made me uh, drag the Tenere 700 around to his tent. And he uh, had me poke around the suspension of the T7 as well. Minor tweaks that needed to be done, because I probably haven't, I've, I've kind of neglected it since Todd last set it up for me. But um, the T7's feeling good. He did spot a little bit of weepage out of the right hand fork um, which means my fork seal isn't quite working as good as it could and uh, I, I guess I wanted to bring this to your attention because the first time you see a bit of leakage out of your fork seals it doesn't mean your fork seals are buggered and what I did last night may have fixed it what I'm doing right now is my first road test after cleaning out my fork seals. I got what, I, what is called a fork saver uh, years and years ago, about eight years ago when I was riding a CRF 250R. Um, and I've never used it. But I used it last night on the T7 for the first time. So what you do is you remove or you, you, you uh, take the dust cover off the bottom of the fork, bottom of the top tube, the external tube, and then you rub this, uh, run this little plastic spike up under the fork seal and it uh, drags out any grime, any dust, any, you know, dirt, anything that may be just stopping that fork seal from sealing as good as it could. <clears throat> it's not a magic fix. It's not guaranteed to work because your fork seal might actually be buggered. It might need replacing. But it's a great place to start. So I did that. I got a lot of crap out from under the fork seal, so I'm feeling positive. But I also, man, that fork oil stank something chronic. So 35,000 Ks on the Tenere 700, it's probably time I, I did the uh, fork oil. And so the next question is, do I just do the fork oil or do I get the bike completely sorted as far as suspension? And many people that, have, that can do it, you're probably familiar with um, Moto SR up in Topol. And, of course, that's who did um, Matthew Gillett's suspension. I know that I need a stiffer spring in the bike, which means I don't have to run all the preload. Um, so that's something to, to think about. And I'm not entirely sure which way I'm going to go, but we'll see, if this, uh, we'll see if this fork saver has cleaned out my fork seal enough to live for another few thousand kilometers at least. So that's a lot of my news.
Um, up at the Moto NZ YouTube channel at the moment, I've got Dave Moss's uh, presentation that he has been giving to many, many riders across the country. Uh, we recorded that at New Zealand Motorcycle Centre, who incidentally are the people that now uh, have my, my <laughs> beating New Zealand's Beta RR430. Um, they've got Beta or Beta. They've also got um, CF Moto. <coughs> and uh, if you are in the market and anywhere near Wellington, pop in. They've got quite a cool facility there. They've got you know new and used bikes. They've got uh, heaps of gear, and they're worth uh, worth a visit and a yarn. They're also uh, they donate their space every I think it's a Tuesday night or a Thursday night, one or the other, to uh, the Motorcycle Collective. Essentially, a group. You subscribe, you pay your money, and you can use their trailer and their facilities and their tools, as well as make use of all their collective knowledge. Somebody will help you do the things you need to do. We're not talking about rebuilding an engine here, but if you need help setting up your suspension or an oil change or adjusting your chain slack, something like that, all too happy to help fellow motorcyclists. And it's a nominal fee. It's less, less than 20 bucks a month. And another aspect of what they do is social. So, um, you know, you can go and socialise with like-minded individuals, maybe make some new mates. And it's an initiative that I'd love to see around the rest of the country because I know we've got listeners that aren't just in Wellington. We've got listeners all over the country. Um, so shout out to the people all over the country that aren't in Wellington. Thank you so much for tuning in. And that might be all of my news, really. I'm on the back of the T7 road testing uh, to see if I've sorted out my fork seal leak. But that fork oil really stank last night. So... Uh, definitely need to do something about that a couple of weeks ago i talked to you about um vinyl wrapping the t7 i gave it an attempt i attempted wrapping it in white and holy crap parts of it looked awesome parts of it looked absolutely terrible but we have developments on that front as well i have uh bought some new vinyl and I, I analysed it, and I looked at it, and I went, why Why do I not like what I've done to this bike? What, what's wrong with it? Is it the colour, or is it just a terrible job of vinyl wrapping that I did? And I established that possibly it was both. But, given that I'm not a professional vinyl wrapper, I'm never going to do a perfect job. There's always going to be a couple of creases, or something I'm not overly happy with. So if I change the colour to something darker... I'm possibly less likely to see the imperfections in the vinyl. So, I bought two metres of matte black. Two metres is heaps to do one of these bikes. Heaps. I haven't even used a whole metre yet. But I wrapped the tail section of the Tenere, which is usually red, in this matte black. And I quite like it. I think it looks fantastic. It doesn't look perfect. You can still see a few of the imperfections, but for an amateur job done in my garage, yeah, I think it looks brilliant. So will we continue down the vinyl wrapping um, journey, see where we end up. I'm contemplating, now the tail section's black, I'm contemplating doing the tank and front, uh, front panels, front fairings, 
on the bike and just completely blacking it out. It might be too much black, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And now the tail section at least is black. You know, I've got a black base to work with. I've been looking at graphics kits. Uh, I know Unforeseen do a graphics kit which you can customize, do a series of graphics kits in fact. Uh, they're about $450 thereabouts. So that might be the track we go down. But um, if you've got any ideas, love to hear from you. And videos are going out on the YouTube channel Moto NZ as well. Matt, Matthew Day Gillett on throttle.co.nz, he has been riding many, many motorcycles. I'm getting a little bit jealous. So I hope to catch up with him about what he's been riding and what his thoughts are on them all in the next few weeks. There's been a few new bikes teased in the in the media. There's been a bit of news. Nothing groundbreaking. Uh, I see there's been an update for Cardos. So if you're running Cardo uh, Freecom X or Pack Talk unit, uh, get amongst on that update. I'm actually talking to you now. Uh, recording to my phone using the Pack Talk. Uh, edge. Uh, something else I saw a couple of nights ago, and I won't name names, but I saw a gentleman with an adventure bike. Um, and it was interesting. So I do, I do a very similar thing, but I, I'd like to pose the question to you. Adventure bikes, they're tall. Sometimes you can't, you know, you're not tall enough to just sling a leg over. You got to stand on the peg to get your leg over, right? That's what I do on the T7. I usually stand on the low side, the kickstand side, while I swing the leg over. But I saw someone recently, he was, he, to get on the bike, he'd stand on the high side to swing a leg over. Now, straight away, I can see some potential issues or risks standing on the high side to swing a leg over. Um, but apparently it's not deemed as wrong with the trainers so i'd love to pose the question to you what do you think is wrong with standing on the high side peg to swing a leg over to get on your bike i mean i was always taught to get on and off the height the low side right and i write back to my basic handling test when i first started riding motorcycles i was taught to stand on the left hand side of the bike and get on and off from there and I think, and I don't know if I believe this, but I think back then, the bike that I was learning on had an exhaust on the right-hand side. So the rationale was, the you know, you, you get on and off the cold side. Ever since then, I've always got on and off the left, which is the low side. It makes sense because it's easier. If your bike's on the kickstand, you've got a lot of lean before it actually falls over. Um, so that's one possible theory. Um, where on the high side, it doesn't actually have to lean over all that far before the weight's tipping it to the right and it will just fall over. But is that the only theory? Is that the only reason behind it? Is that the only reason we get on and off the left side? Love to hear your thoughts. You can join the conversation in on social media. Uh, we've got a post up there asking you. And um, let's share that information. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, TikTok. We're on Instagram under the handle 
Kiwi Rider Podcast. Uh, you can also find me at Moto NZ, Moto New Zealand, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And uh, anything related to the Cinerae 700 is up on Instagram under the handle T7 Adventures. My website, motonz.com. Matt's website, onthrottle.co.nz. Matt's really good at finding all the latest news. Bit of a news hound is old Matt. Uh, and then, of course, Kiwi Writer Magazine. Completely digital magazine. Free to read and download. And it's online at kiwirider.co.nz. Surprises me after about seven or eight years of being completely digital and not printing a physical magazine. There are still people that go, oh, I used to read that, I used to like that. I uh, haven't seen it for a long time. Where is it? <coughs> so share that URL. kiwirider.co.nz. Check out the magazine twice a month, absolutely free. And because it's free, that's not a reflection of the quality of content uh, by no means it's just that you know the model is advertisers paid to be in the magazine and that pays for the magazine so we can deliver it to the readers for free but yeah my name is Ray Heron this is Kiwi Writer Podcast thank you so much for listening <clears throat> do share your thoughts with us on those topics if you've got something going on in your motorcycling life or you've done something you'd like to share the story of, we would love to hear from you. Whether it be you've bought a new bike, you've planned a ride, you've done a ride, you've been somewhere, you've done a modification to your bike. Hell, if you've done basic maintenance, I would love to hear from you about what you've bought your ride and what you've done. Uh, we can be contacted via email, podcast at kibirider.co.nz, or you can jump on social media and just send us a message. No worries. Otherwise... Keep the rubber side down. Throw it along. And we'll catch you in seven days' time. Hooray! <laughs>